Hey guys, welcome back. It's Indie Talks, and with me is Hank this time. Yo! And more importantly, not that you're no- not important, Hank, but you're kind of not. First I'm not of that all. important. You're not that important. Who is <laughs> important is Land. Oh my god, I should have asked you this before. Okay, Landon <laughs> Podbielski. I'm sorry if I screwed up your last name. That's usually how people pronounce it. It's Podbilski, but. Uh... Landon Podbilski, welcome, creator of Duck Game. Hey, everyone. Hey, man. I've been obsessed with your game <laughs> recently. <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. When I first heard the name Duck Game, I was just like, that sounds dumb. And then <laughs> I saw a little bit of gameplay. I'm like, that looks kind of silly. I should try it out. And when I started trying it out, I played it for about four hours straight, <laughs> which is amazing because like other games were out that I really, really wanted to play. But I just had so much fun with Duck Game. So first of all, props to making a good thing. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, Homer, you and I play. Yeah. Like every time we play, I kind of am just of the mindset. I just want to play maybe a game or two before bed, and we end up playing for, like, two or three hours. <laughs> Every single time. The pull, it's, yeah, you just keep rolling. Uh, also that you just, the, like, setup where it's, you just play ten things before you even see the score pop, or, like, that it, it just ex- keeps extending out your PlayStation in a way that feels fun still. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean... Let's talk about Duck Game a little bit. Landon, what made you want to make a game where a bunch of ducks are killing each other? Uh, it's like a bunch of random random things lining up, I think. Uh, because uh, I really like James Pond 3. I always say that because James Pond 3 was like my Super Mario World because I had a Sega Genesis instead of a Super Nintendo. Yeah, that is such a <laughs> weird cut, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was like, uh, James Bond 3 was like so bad compared to Super Mario World because it just wanted to be Super Mario World and it did a lot of cool stuff and I think set itself apart in a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, the level design was really bad, so yeah, like it, a lot of it wasn't really worth playing. Sure. But uh, yeah, so like I really liked that game and I was going to make a version of it at some point. When I was a kid, I started making one, and it was going to be like Sonic more, where it's not as weighty and it's more like floaty. But uh, I made it a duck because I like ducks, and uh, and I couldn't really think of what I would want a character to be, so I figured that was a good place to start. And then, uh, like, a couple years ago, I was going to start making that project again, and so I went and uh, made a new duck sprite, and made it into a platformer and like made solid platformer controls and then uh, I was jamming with a buddy one day and we like deathmatch games and there was like some Windows 95 thing with like you walk around and then you like aim your guns slowly with like the keyboard and shoot each other and we liked it mm-hmm. and he's like well mm-hmm. you should like stick guns in, in this, this thing you're making right now and like see if it's fun. Hmm. So uh, so I did that, and I really like Hotline Miami, so I was like, well, I don't want to do health bars and stuff, so I might as well just make a one-shot kill. So you give them, like, a pistol. They one-shot kill each other, and it was really fun. So that's, like, pretty much the whole story to why I started doing it. All right, cool. I'm Like, yeah, 
So playing Duck Game, there's obviously a whole bunch of different video game influences in there. I personally didn't get James Pond very much out of any of that <laughs> because I didn't like James Pond back in the day, and I haven't revisited it though. So I, guess I mean, they're like, all they're all pretty bad. Like yeah. James Pond two kind of sucks. Three sucks. <laughs> One's the shittiest game ever. Yeah, one was real bad. <laughs> like, real bad. Yeah. Really selling me on this franchise. <laughs> You're not missing anything, really? Well, it's like, well, I'll give you I'll give you an idea why I like 3 so much. It's sure. like, All right. Super Mario World does everything better, but it's not what I had. Mm-hmm, so, right. uh, like, it's got the overworld, right? You go to the different levels. What I liked is it's similar to Super Mario World in that most of the content is behind secrets. So, like, you can play through the whole game, get to the final boss and beat him, and it'll give you a lose screen and say, like, you suck, you didn't do it right, because there's 100 levels in the game and you only have to play, like, 20 of them to get mm. to the end, end boss, mm. right? And, like, all the other ones are behind map pieces and secrets and, like, passages. And it's kind of got this cool thing because there's all this stuff you have to do. Like, you have to destroy the cheese mines. You have to destroy the cheese machines. You have to fight... Uh, these different bosses, uh, you have to collect, like, moon treasures. And there's this list of stuff, and every map you go into, you're not sure which of the things you'll be doing on it. And then, so, like, whenever you destroy a cheese mine, it feels kind of good, because you know you only have to do four of those, so it's, like, this progress thing. Mm. Hmm. So, like, the overall design, I think, is really, like, it, it keeps you into the game, it makes it interesting, it makes it fun. Uh, I think where James Pond 3 falls apart is the level design is always, like, sort of... Like, for an example, you might find an object and be like, this is going to be super useful. I I need to hold on to this, right? Because they give you, like, a random piece of dynamite that you have nothing to do with. Okay. And then you bring it to the end and you find a place It's like, oh, this is where I use the dynamite. Perfect. And then there's, like, an exclamation box right next to it that has more dynamite in it. Oh, And then, like... (laughs) <laughs> or, like, maybe two of them, so you have, like, four dynamites when you only need one, and it's, like, they're just, like, spamming objects, and then you can't even take the levels seriously at that point. Huh. It's like they have no faith or something that somebody would think that this important thing might be important, so let's just give it to them when they need it. <laughs> yeah, totally, and they're just, like, any, any like, reward you would have gotten, the game's just, like, don't worry about it, we got you covered. Like, but I, I thought I was like, doing something special. But I wanted to do it. You don't have to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. It does kind of feel like that, yeah. Like, somebody went through all the levels when it was done and just, like, added a bunch more stuff to make it foolproof. Hmm. That is... That is kind of irritating, <laughs> because <laughs> the thing I like about video games is when you have that, like... I know what to do moment, and then you do it, and you feel like the smartest person ever. <laughs> so to take that away is kind of shitty. But I mean, they were different times back then. When so. the worst thing is that they keep the the original parts too. So it's like you get those moments where you think, like, oh, I'm smart. I've got it figured <laughs> out. And then they're just like, yeah, you were smart, but you didn't even need to be because, you know, whatever. Here's the thing anyway. So not only are they taking away the oh shit moment from you, they're downplaying the ones they gave you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. It's just It just ends up feeling like bad level design is all it does. Mm. Like it's, it sounds like they got really poor like playtest feedback and then lost all their spirit and just threw <laughs> items into it. But from a time where your playtesters weren't actual people that played games, but like corporate people. Yeah. Or like yeah, just 
some dumb kids. But it's a big game, too, so, like, they probably did come to a point where they're like, I'm sick and tired of making this, and people aren't <laughs> knowing what it's all about, so fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Throw yeah. it away. Um, going back, back to duck game, though, I was going to say buck to duck game, but <laughs> going back to duck game, I was saying to Homer, like, when we were playing at Hank, or mm-hmm. fuck, I hate the fact that you have two <laughs> names. It pisses me off. Um, I was saying to him that this game would be kind of nothing to me, if not for how nicely it controls, so I'm not really surprised to hear that it sounds like the first iteration of it was a platformer that you were working on with ducks because (laughs) the platforming in it is really an element like the levels are built in a way that like they kind of work against you as well as your friends when you're trying to get like the one thing you need and in some levels there's just like a jump you can barely make or you can't make at all or you have to make sure you float from a certain height to get down here so i really like the platforming element and I was saying that if this controlled poorly, it would break all fun I'm having with the game. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that it was a platformer at some point in an iteration. Um, Dude, I like I totally agree with you. Just like platformer control wise, that was like the most important thing. Like just so many platform, like almost every platformer ever just feels like crap and yeah. is not good. And like I don't. Like, it's, it always comes down to this, like, you're playing a platformer, and you can't get into it, and you think, like, if I could just, like, touch the code a little bit, it would be so much better. <laughs> I, I have never thought if I could touch the code a bit, I could make this better, <laughs> but I know where you're coming from, for sure. Wish someone else had touched the yes, code and that's made it. it better. That's it. It's, it's weird, though, because, like, it is a bit, um, sort of, like, opinion, too. Like, some people like super, flat, like, floaty platformers. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, like, ones that just feel weird. Like, I, I know people have played Duck Game and been like, this is all wrong, it should use these buttons, and, like, and like you, you should move slower, or you should jump lower, or, like, higher. And it, mm-hmm. it always, I think, like, uh, I don't know, like, I guess if somebody gets really used to platformer controls that I don't think are good, then they would probably, like, get used to them to the point where they wanted all the platformers to be like that, and kind of just didn't want to learn to deal with different engines yeah for sure like super meat boy is the one i always go back to where that game would be horse shit if it wasn't for how well it controlled honestly oh yeah like that would be absolutely terrible the super mario brother games i don't know necessarily if they've ever controlled well or if we've just grown up with them to the point where they're all similar in feel (laughs) so you just kind of have been like raised to be okay with them but like, I'm trying to think of some other... It seems like platformers are hard, especially for indie developers, because I feel like maybe the mechanics of making sure, like, the movement feels right all the time is probably really, really time-consuming or something, because I've played a lot of indie games where the platforming has felt at worst, or at best subpar at worst, just, like, completely unplayable. So yeah. It's really, really nice to have a deathmatch game <laughs> focus so much on being able to just be, like, I can play it. That's pretty huge for me, and that's one of the things I really, really enjoy about the game. But going back to the control thing where... Okay, this is a problem I did have, I will admit, until my brain switched on. I've never felt like the controls were really, like, 
what you would consider the standard normal controls for something. Like, picking something up with your top facing button is weird to me, but after usually about one round and how the game works, I feel like I can switch into duck game mode pretty easily. Is there a reason why um, you chose, like, your button layouts and stuff the way you did? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, like, the the buttons, like, they changed a lot over time. Uh, I, I settled on the, the current layout pretty early, though. Mm. Uh, the reason is because... I like to set my thumb like on an Xbox controller over uh, A and X because yeah. it can just rest there. Yeah. So I wanted those to be the two most important buttons. So like the most important one you push at the bottom of your thumb is jump, and yeah. then the other one is X to fire your gun, right? Yep. Uh, after that, like if you have a gun, you're going to be jumping and firing with it. So you're going to be doing that a lot more than picking up and throwing guns. So like picking up and throwing guns, I would say is the the third most important function. So I put it up there, well, uh, just because it's high. it's easy to get to. <laughs> yeah. Quacking Usually when I quack though, I like take my hand off the controller and just like twitch on the quack button. So <laughs> like it doesn't matter yeah. where it is. <laughs> I yeah, I found there's two ways to quack in this game: the twitch quack, the way you're talking, or the single like everybody's dead or something crazy just happened that duck stares the camera right in the eye as it's like panning in and just goes <laughs> quack and then that's it that's yeah. the end of the level like he's just, just seen some shit yeah hold the mouth open is really good too <laughs> for sure yeah a lot lots of the hats are kind of designed uh, around that like i wanted there to be a lot of sort of like prop comedy opportunity there, uh just yeah. with like trolling hats and like the the senpai wink and stuff like that the, the fucking shit-eating grin on the senpai duck that has made it uh. my like favorite thing to play in any video game ever <laughs> because after you win and not only is he just like grinning at you like yeah i just kicked the shit out of you winking at you but there's also a glow behind his head like it is the trifecta of like bad sportsmanship and i love it it's so good it's really good yeah. Why does the TV get so sad? <laughs> yeah, why does actually, the TV get sad? <laughs> the, the TV uh, actually is... Uh, I was going to call it... Uh, my, my roommates had the idea of calling it TVVVVV. Because okay. uh, the guy on the TV is actually like straight up the uh, the shape and like pixels of the sprite from the VVVVVV guy. Sure. Huh. And uh, when you quack, he goes like uh, that. Guy goes like sad whenever his like friends are getting lost, or when like his ship's getting all weird. It's really uh, the only emotion he shows besides happiness all the time in that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Sure. He's like super bipolar, and uh, that's pretty much like the TV. Just is the hmm. is straight up that guy from that game. Cool. And a TV because I wanted a guy with a TV as a head, so I was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. two and one. Nice. <laughs> I really like that one of the locked icons is literally just a lock head. Like, <laughs> that's so good. I, I love when people figure that out. But yeah. Um, Tenmar is asking, what does a poo icon mean? Oh, uh, the poo icon, uh, there's like a series of icons. Uh, they're all network uh, performance things. The poo icon means you're like losing packets or you have high jitter. Like, it means your connection's generally doing some bad stuff okay um if you've got the turtle that means you've got high latency so like over 300 milliseconds oh i see okay and then oh. there's a new one i'm adding for chatting that'll show up like this is text bubble and there's also z's that come up and the z's mean that you're afk cool 
Uh, I've seen that one because I've not played with people going AFK. Yeah, no. <laughs> that That's a pretty nice transition piece into another thing I love about this game is that the netcode seems really solid. Like, even when I'm having kind of a shitty connection with, say, Spart or with uh, Hank here or anybody, I'm still able to play. It doesn't feel like it's, like, legging me out to the point where I can... It's not like a Twitch shooter thing where, like, I missed because the latency was bad enough that, like, my bullet didn't go across the screen or something, right? Yeah. So this must have been an important functionality for you. Uh, the online, like, first of all, I'll say, like, any indie developer who wants to do online in their game, like, think really hard first, because it was, like, a freaking nightmare. It was the worst experience of my life. Like, uh, like, well, I went into it not knowing too much, so I expected it to take two months. It took six months, and, uh, like, I was gonna do input prediction at first, which is, like, oh, I don't want people to cheat, right? So you... You have the server do stuff, and then it tells the other games what they can and can't do. Yeah. And, like, the way to do that is so incredibly complicated and ridiculous and unwieldy. And I spent, like, three months trying to do it that way and then just threw it all away and started over. Because wow. it was just a nightmare. And, uh, actually, the, the reason the online is uh, as smooth as it is when it's working is, uh is that I had to make a lot of sacrifices in regards to, like, people cheating and things like that just because I wanted the online to sort of be mainly for people to play with their friends. I, I wasn't thinking it was going to be, mm-hmm. like, a big thing where hundreds of people are playing with random people. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's things like, uh, like latency can give you an advantage in some situations. Uh, like, usually in a game, right, where you're walking and then you, like, rubber band back and forth like that, yeah. Uh, it's because, like, latency usually gives you an advantage. That's the game trying to counter that. Like, it's saying, like, it's rewinding you and saying, oh, you, you've got a bunch of packet loss or, like, your, your game's running behind. This is actually what you're doing right now. And in Duck Game, like, it just lets you go. Like, it'll never, ever grab you and move you from lag, right? Right. You, you move however you want all the time. And... It's sort of just, uh, it works nicely because, like, when everyone's connection's good and everything's fine, everything is, like, super smooth and feels good. It's only when you get high latency players to the point of, like, 400 plus milliseconds where you see problems. Yeah. I haven't been in many situations, personally, where that's been a problem, but I don't usually play with people in, like, say, Europe or Australia or something. Mainly because I'm racist, but also because (laughs) we don't share the same waking hours. Yeah, well, I, I think, like, uh, a lot of it, too, is Steam, if it can help it, won't even connect you to someone in Australia. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and that leads to, like, something that I don't know if anybody really knows too much about on, the uh, on like, Steam online games and things like that, because I had a lot of people on my forum having trouble, and they're saying, like, oh, I can't connect to any games. I go to matchmaking, there's no games to matchmake with, right? Yeah. And... It turns out that if they change their region, then it allows them to matchmake. And I'm pretty sure the reason they couldn't matchmake before is because anybody that they'd connect to would have high enough latency that the like Steam would just consider it not good enough. Right. Huh. So huh. it's like it appears to be a bug, but it's actually Steam filtering out people whose connections would be like atrocious when you connected to them. 
Hmm. That's which is great. So, yeah, that like, is good. So I was hesitant on the forum to sort of share that fix, right? Because anybody using it is probably going to get into some laggy games. Yeah, and then yeah, that's no good for anybody. <laughs> Have a bad time anyway. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, but I, w- mm. I will say that the uh, for me, I'm glad you did the work to put the online thing. Absolutely. Because that makes all the difference with this game for me. Being able to play it with friends online is the way I, only way I've played this game, and it's, it's <laughs> yeah, been great. Cool. It, well, it's it's honestly like, the problem with like Towerfall for me and um, yeah. Samurai Gun and all this stuff. Not because they're bad games, because they're not. They're fantastic games in their own way. But the fact that I can't play with anybody that I know, basically, that's in the same country even at any time like we have yeah. to be at each other's house or like at a con or expo or something is i think that's an old style way of looking at things and i think even nintendo has finally started agreeing to that and putting online stuff into their games i mean it only took them like a hundred years but <laughs> i would i like when indie developers do do this stuff because i think it opens up their game in a way that's really important where I like playing with friends a lot, and I will play a game, even that's kind of bad, if I can play it with friends. Like, Payday is the thing coming to mind right now. The only thing that <laughs> yeah, kept me Payday going. Yeah, Payday is kind of bad, huh? Yeah, it is. I take it you have played Payday a bit? Definitely. It's got the same first-person shooter problem as every first-person shooter for me, and that the universe just feels like a bunch of geometry. Like, you're not actually there. Mm-hmm. it's all like the animation polish is bad the particle polish is bad like you're not interacting with anything you're just clicking on stuff and the shooting isn't like it doesn't feel good I don't know there's a lot of problems with payday the fun part about payday though kind of overwrites all of that and that's I can get together with three friends and we can rob some fucking banks <laughs> like yeah which rules right yeah it's so mm-hmm. good so I don't like I understand why a lot of indie v- developers would not put into their game like online stuff, especially since you were saying it took you like six months basically yeah. to get it working properly. But I think it shows a level, a higher level of like game when you can do that sort of thing. So I think it would be worth the time unless you're trying to rush something out. But um, either way, like I do really, really appreciate the online feature. So. I know, uh, I know. With Towerfall, uh, I think Towerfall specifically, like there's there's articles online. There's one particular article that came out uh, by I can't recall who, but it's all about why indie games don't have online, like why Towerfall doesn't have online. Uh huh. And uh, like, it comes down to all the things that are a problem for every online game, right? Like even Counter Strike. Like you could write the same article about Counter Strike and say Counter Strike could not be an online game. Sure. Even though it is, and like millions of people are playing it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, especially like indie developers get super attached to their game mechanics, and they get really good at their games, right? So when you bring in something like online latency, where you'd shoot an arrow in Towerfall, and uh, somebody would sort of like see themselves get hit with an arrow that didn't hit them because of latency, mm-hmm. like indie developers like can kind of look at that and think, well, that's not. That's not right. And there's no way to fix that because it's the internet. It's impossible, right? So you just get this sort of illusion that no one's going to have fun with my game because it's all about Twitch reaction and 
hitting the target, right? And, like, if anything interferes with that, the game's going to be poop for everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, like, I felt like that for a long time, too, until, actually, like, right until I got it actually working to the point where it was fun to play online, which was, like, I'd say a month before the game came out. Um, right oh, up wow. until that point, I wasn't sure it was even going to work. But, uh, like, once it, when it comes down to it, people are really forgiving of, uh, of internet latency stuff. And when you're playing with someone, like, with 50 to 100 milliseconds of ping, a lot of the times you don't even notice it. So, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, well, people, people are very forgiving of it when it's a game you're playing with friends. Like, for competitive stuff, like, highly competitive stuff, I, I think... Would be kind of different. The game, game that's is like... the new esports. Don't talk about it like it isn't. <laughs> that's not even a joke. <laughs> I know. I mean, but I like people who are going to be that into it are going to want to play it offline anyway. Like, yeah, exactly. Totally. Because like, like offline is always going to be the yeah. best way to play it, right? Yeah, it's just not the the most convenient or like even possible most of the time for some people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's why, like, I understand wanting to do a local multiplayer game alone because, like, online is really, really hard and a huge part of any game. Like, it's real work. But, uh, like, I yeah, I think any local multiplayer game would benefit from having online if it could have it just because it, it opens that up, right? Like, it lets people... It lets more people enjoy the game, and I think that's what most developers want at the end of the day, is is for people to have fun with their game, so... Like, I, anything you can let more people do that with, right? I was gonna say, like, I think most developers, yeah, do want that. I think there's still the cynical part of me that believes a lot of developers still just want money all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, think people have told like, me, though, if AAA you stuff. want money, don't be an indie developer. <laughs> like, be anything yeah. else, so maybe you're right. Yeah, anybody who's been doing this, like, for a while, I think, uh, I think can definitely speak to that, like... And that's why uh, that's why it's weird, because you'll see people start game companies, right? And they'll be making great games, and you'll think, well, they started it because they love making games, right? And then you'll see them like, oh, we're running out of money, so we're going to make mobile games that have nothing to do with what we made before now, and they're just going to be like rip-off sort of clicky games. Mm-hmm. And then you think, like, this studio that I thought kind of wanted to make games is now making games that somebody who wanted to make the games that they were making before would never want to make. So, like, at that point, I feel like the the dream is dead, right? Like, why don't you close your studio, go work for a different studio making games you want to make again? Or, like, shit, get a job at a cafe or something and, like, make games in your free time. Sure. Like, if if you're spending all your time making a game that isn't, like, that your soul isn't in, then, like... It's just a job at that point, right? Yeah. I hear that. I hate jobs. They're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Duck Game originally came out on Ouya, correct? Uh, yes. So, it was it always, uh, like, it started off being kind of the multiplayer, it, like the Towerfall, right? Like, you're going to play with your friends sort of thing. Um. What made you want to go with the Ouya? Um, it was, uh, like, when I made the game originally, um, I prototyped it in Game Maker, and we played with it for a while, and I got it to the point where it had, like, pistols and shotguns and 
seven levels maybe mm -hmm. and then i stopped doing things with it for a long time because like other stuff got in the way um but then when i went to pax uh with uh with andrew morish he's uh he made a game called super puzzle platformer there's another adult swim thing sure yeah that's a uh, really good game too oh <laughs> i actually did the music for that the music's really good in that. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway. Yeah, so we were at PAX, and uh, and Bob was there, the uh, co-founder of Ouya, and, and he was walking around and just, like, going to indie devs whose, uh, whose games he liked and asking them if they'd be willing to port it to the Ouya. So he really liked Super Puzzle, and he was talking to us, and uh, I got him on Skype, and we started talking more, and... Uh, I had just ported uh, Duck Game to C Sharp because it was like sort of a. I wanted to make a C Sharp engine. I figured that was a good place to start. Mm -hmm. uh, and C Sharp compiles to Ouya really easy. So I was like, oh, hey, Bob, by the way, I have this like Duck Game thing. You should try it because I just got it working and I was excited, right? Sure. Uh -huh. And he really liked it and was like, man, we will pay you to help you finish this game. Nice. And so. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, because I'm running out of money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, hmm. and so, like, I spent the next six months devving the game until uh, May of last year, I think, and that's when it came out on the Uya. and then I've been working on pretty much online since then. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus, you weren't kidding about that online. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, because yeah. it was, like, it was six months of solid work, right, but, like, a whole good year of just sort of on and off, jumping between online and other stuff. So it was ongoing for a whole year. Yeah. So um, is is this when you got in touch with Adult Swim games as well? Um, Adult Swim was. I, I let's see. I think the game. It either came out or was going to come out soon. Yeah, that was it. It was going to come out soon, and I was at GDC with, uh, like, Bob was uh, was kind enough to get me a place at GDC with the Ouya game. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was playing it with people there, and uh, I knew I would want to get it on PC eventually. Like, I wanted to do a fairly long exclusive contract with Ouya just because Bob is really awesome. Like, that's my main reason, is the people behind Ouya are, like, super great people. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, like, obviously I didn't want to keep it on Ouya forever, just because I don't think that's fair, uh, to, to other people who might want to play it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, while I was at PAX, there was, uh, there was a Cartoon Network sort of like, uh, a, a party that we went to because Andrew and I had gotten invited because we'd worked with Adult Swim before. So, while I was there, I thought, you know, Andrew's worked with Adult Swim uh, I'd like to work with them. So I, I talked to them, and I was like, you should come around the booth tomorrow, and I'll play my game with you, and if you like it, maybe we can do something, right? Sure. And they came, and they liked it, and we got emailing each other, and then they're like, yeah, so after you're done with your exclusive thing with Ouya, let's, let's start talking like PC, right? Cool. That's really yes. cool. <laughs> Adult Swim yeah. has, like... They have a great reputation, I think, with everybody, but especially with me in the last year or two, of just basically helping out all these really weird but awesome games. Like, yeah. um, uh, Super House of Dead Ninjas is still one of my favorite games, and I don't really know why. It just 
every game they have a hand in somehow just feel really addictive and fresh and new. So, like, Westerado I didn't play yet, though. Hank, you said you played that. Yeah, I really like Westerado. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. It's the feeling of, like, holding up a big fuck-off gun to any person you'd want to talk to. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like, so good. Playing Duck Game, I definitely see why, like, this is in their wheelhouse, for sure. <laughs> so, it's yeah. really cool that they did that. Um, I think, like, what helps is that they let indies do whatever they want. Like, if they sure. find a game that they like, they don't tell you what to do. Like, they, they helped a ton, and they're like, oh, you should maybe do this and maybe do that, and, like, find all these bugs and features, right? And, like, anything that they said, I didn't have to do it. So really? it was all sort of, like, a matter of advice over a matter of where your publisher so do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, so, like, Duck Game's totally mine. Like, everything in it was 100%, like because I wanted it there. I didn't have to do anything with the game that I wasn't, like, comfortable with. Nice. For better or for worse, I guess, when you have that much freedom, (laughs) if there's something people don't like, you also have to take responsibility for it. You can't just blame them, but... Yeah, if you make your, like, Archer game, and then you're the only one who likes it, and everybody else hates it, and it's like, I guess maybe they were right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have done this at all. (laughs) Maybe it would have been better for me to like it a little less, so everyone could like it a whole lot more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Soul-crushing. So, the response to this game honestly has i'm sure blown up more than you ever expected when you first made it but like how do you feel seeing huge youtube personalities like total biscuit and the game grumps and stuff play your game and like has that helped the sales do you know like um yeah i do i do know um and first of all it was like really weird in a really good way like Mm -hmm. sort of like i'm still not sure when the game was coming out because when super puzzle came out the same sort of thing happened where for two weeks after the game comes out you do nothing but support it on the forums and help people with crashes yeah Mm -hmm. so i had myself lined up ready for that so i was already in sort of like a a robot i'm ready to fix the game mode yeah and then the game starts getting attention like that and it, it put me in kind of like a limbo state where uh where like all these super cool people who i never thought that anything that i'd ever do would cross paths with are like crossing paths with me and and like you don't really know what to do right it's like i don't yeah. think i have to do anything but like this is super cool and i should be really excited but i'm also super stressed and nervous about release right yeah <laughs> So, uh, just like as the developer of this game, do you go around YouTube and just search up Duck Game and see like all the people playing it and see what their opinions and stuff like that are? Or do you try to take more of a hands-off approach and be like, if they have a real problem, they can contact me at support or whatever, but <laughs> I, I gotta get away from comments and stuff about your game. Like, which side do you usually go on? Uh, it's like a total mix. Um, when the game came out, uh, I spent a little bit of time just going into streams and talking with streamers, just, like looking at YouTube videos, watching everything, looking at all the guides on Steam. Uh, but then it got to the point where like, I would spend so much time looking at the new content and supporting people on the forums and things like that that I wasn't getting any patchwork done. 
Uh-huh. And, like, the game needed mm-hmm. some serious patchwork, so at that point, I kind of just, like, stopped looking. Uh, I would I would search and, like, I'd retweet YouTube videos every now and then and things like that, but mostly I was, like, in the code trying to fix things and off Steam, off Twitter, stuff like that. Right. Uh, just because, like, if I had a PR guy, it would probably be different, but since it's just me, uh, and Adult Swim's actually been really helpful with keeping some sort of presence in streams and uh, on videos and things like that. They've so. been huge. Every time yeah. like I've seen people stream Duck Game, they've been in there promoting and throwing codes out to people. It's been crazy. Like Yeah, like yeah. unbelievably unbelievably good and and like it's taken a lot of stress off me for sure because like on the PR side of things they've been doing a really good job. Yeah, for sure they have been. Yeah. I, I guess that's kind of their job, though. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's not maybe give them too much credit for just doing their job properly, but it, and maybe that just speaks to a sadder Look. state of affairs where most companies don't do their job properly, so when somebody does, it's the Publishing huge. business is a hive of scum and villainy, so it standards is. are lower. <laughs> it is. But, sure. you know, in the, in the hive of scum, Adult Swim is the... Uh... <laughs> The nicest of the of the scummy bunch. It's true. They are the top of the scum pile. <laughs> yeah, because they're all companies, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah. Adult Swim's amazing, but it is a, a company with a bunch of people who work 9 to 5 and are sort of just trying to, like, get their jobs done, right? Absolutely. And yeah. uh, I think, like, Adult Swim, just the level of connection that they have to their games, considering that it's just a job, it, it feels like it's more to them most of the time. So, like, I, I can't say that about many publishers that I've that I've met. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because, no. like, they, they're willing to sacrifice something that could potentially make them money if it makes, a, like, a developer uncomfortable or anything like that, right? Like, their relationship with their developers is more important to them than, like, getting max money out of something. Sure. Mm-hmm makes a difference too for sure it also seems like they've gone out and picked good games so that probably makes it funner for people who are trying to support it just like the oh yeah there. yeah and i think the team's small enough too that like they all have uh, a bit of say with which games get picked so like i think that would lead to a lot more uh, like attachment to what you're working on too yeah yeah for sure uh, okay so i'm just curious in Duck Game, what are two of your favorite guns or weapons, and what are your least favorite? <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, net gun's definitely my favorite. Net, yeah, I'm net with you. That's so good. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, that was the first wacky weapon I implemented where uh, the game got to the point where it had like a bunch of gun guns in it, like shotguns and machine guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to the point where I was getting bored with the game. So I was like, it would be cool if you could change a duck into something that you could do something with. So, like, sure. you just you, you capture somebody and, like, throw them around or throw them into things or just sort of, like, laugh at them while they're trapped. Or kill yourself with them by throwing them straight up and not moving in time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's oh happened God. a few times. It's <laughs> the worst. It is. It's really, really bad. But it's hilarious, so it's kind of okay. Every now and then, like, if I want to do something funny with them and I'm not thinking, I just kind of, like, mind fart and throw them up because that's all I can think to do. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you forget that, oh, they are considered basically like a rock now, and you are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, How, like, uh, the, the fact that um, all the objects in the game, like, have physics just leads to so many, like, great, hilarious moments like that. Yeah, and, like, things where, uh, where stuff just lines up. Uh, like, I was really happy with uh, with how the crushing mechanic turned out just because, like, you can net someone and then their netted body can crush somebody else, right? And then you, mm-hmm. like, effectively take out two birds with one stone. Uh, there's one thing I really like doing, but it's hard, uh, is if you're on fire, when you get cooked into a duck, like, mm-hmm. if you jump over somebody right before you burst into, like, the cooked duck, you crush them with your corpse. <laughs> That's great. That's so good. That's so good. I've it's... killed myself too many times by accidentally throwing the sword against a wall, and yeah. then it bounces off and kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it's great every time you do. <laughs> I like it. You should do it more, really. <laughs> just like when you, like, an object falls on a, a spring just out of screen yeah. so at the end screen you just see something bouncing up and down <laughs> all that stuff is great it really really is also the book what the hell <laughs> was with the book like converting people to your side or whatever it's a great idea it's just a little hard to read like no pun intended at first of what you're supposed yeah. to do with it I, I kind of like that too though because uh like, a lot of people thought it was just a prop, because, like, the flower is just a prop, and, like, the TV is just sure. a prop. And uh, and I, I felt like uh, since everything in the game doesn't necessarily do something useful, something like that where you would just sort of, like, read a book seemed like... Uh, it, it's one of those things where when you figure it out, you're like, whoa, wait, wait, what's going on? I thought this was useless. <laughs> yeah, it's that wow factor that James Pond 3 had. All over again. <laughs> I think it's also like oh, the sh- delay, and it takes a little longer to work than some of the, than like the control mind control gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's super specific. Uh, if you know how to use it, it's very like uh, you can get it to work every time. Hmm. But uh, like the duck needs to be fairly close to you, and they need to be standing on the ground. Huh. I see. Like so, they can't be in the air. So you just have to jump, basically, if you can't get away from a guy and you're fine? Yeah, just don't touch the ground when you're around someone with a book and you'll be okay. Interesting. Okay. The book is straight up, like, uh, like I, people have said, like, well, why didn't you do, like, the Wololo thing from, like, Age of Empires? Because, uh, like, they're, the the priests in that game, they would they would just go, like, Wololo, Wololo, I-O. And, like, people are always referencing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but my book is referencing Populous 3, so that's why I didn't do that. Because mm. oh, okay. Populous 3, you can train preachers, and uh, how they work is uh, when you, you just let them stand and they read, and if a unit gets close enough to them, they like kind of stop for a second, and then they like sit down and listen, like the ducks do. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted it to be kind of like that, because it felt like... Uh, in Age of Empires, you could just keep... Like, the units would keep moving, and then get converted eventually... Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like it made sense for Duck Game. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I really like the reading sound too, where he's like, "Wah wah wah wah." <laughs> it's so good. It's so trying good. to sound all like solemn and serious. <laughs> yeah, it's really really good. What is um? What are some items that you are not too necessarily happy with, like that you 
could, if you wanted, or if you had time to, you would rework a little bit. Uh, there's definitely like, like tons of stuff like that. Um, <laughs> there is the TV is uh, is weird. I'd have liked it to do something other than just be a TV because it's kind mm. of out of the middle of nowhere. Um, there's that. There's uh, firecrackers. They don't show up online. They're actually only local. But what they are is like you uh, you press fire and a little tiny stick comes out and bounces around and then pops with like a little grenade explosion. Okay. Mm. And I don't like those because you can't really use them with any sort of uh, finesse at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> sort of mm. throw them everywhere and hope that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, the sledgehammer went through a million different iterations. Uh I am still not happy with it. I think it's way funner than it used to be because you can just like fly around with it and freak people out. Yeah, yeah the way but... it changes your momentum when you're like hopping around on springs or something is great. <laughs> but the thing I didn't like about it was the animation polish on it because like mm-hmm. when it swings, it looks like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it would be a hard animation to do, though. Oh yeah, yeah because like, for one thing, it. they're ducks and they're tiny. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's like this this big like hammer that needs to sort of rotate around in a, a swinging motion of some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, like I redid the animation three times, and never got it to the point where I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I will, well, it's it's a fun weapon, so I'll keep it. I do think it it reads properly in terms of like how it changes your momentum based on how they're swinging it. Yeah, like that that's functional, so that part of it works really well. Yeah, I definitely agree. I never use it much, though, honestly, because I've found every time I go for a melee weapon, I die. Yeah. <laughs> so, unless... Yeah, I, totally the same thing. Like, sword is the only one I usually go for, or yeah. chainsaw, just because the sword's kind uh, of a ranged weapon, too. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> it's one of the best ranged weapons in the damn game. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's definitely, like... Uh, I, I, I played Nidhogg before I put the sword in, so... Yeah, yeah it reminds me of Nidhogg, <laughs> yeah, totally. for sure. It's totally influence, I, except also, a lot less finesse in it than in Nidhogg, because yeah. it's, like, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Also, the chain... that You can use the chainsaw to, like, propel yourself forward. And yeah. And like, light shit on fire behind you. <laughs> so that's, good. That's why I pick up the chainsaw, yeah. I'll do chainsaw or sword, because the chainsaw you can totally... Especially if people don't see it coming, like... You just you walk towards them slowly and then go down at the last moment and just like slide through them and it's over and like feels good when you get it right. I love the chainsaw like level. I mean, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about where there you start on all four basically different sides and yeah. there's just nothing but chainsaws and a pit in the middle. I love how that level's laid out, so the dude in the top left or right, if they're quick enough, can basically just, like, merc two people before, like, anything happens, because you just grab the chainsaw and just start going, and that boost down all those platforms is really hard to get away from if you're on the bottom. Yeah. I really yeah, like I how unle- unbalanced some of the levels feel, because it's just fun that way. Like, I don't want balance all the time, especially when I'm playing ducks killing each other. I like being maybe the guy who is able to kill somebody before they're even <laughs> able to do anything, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, some, to... like, oh, sorry, you go. There, there are just some of those levels where me and Paul, would we'd spawn on the bottom and we'd just immediately shoot each other. 
there's like a level with their guns, and then there are two doors. And the we'd laser. Always, like, yeah, with the laser guns. And we just, over and over again, kept walking in and immediately <laughs> killing each other. And the, the, my, the favorite, my favorite one for that is actually, uh, there's the big level with uh, two snipers at the top and two magnums at the bottom, but they're like through glass. Yeah. Uh, and like just, like me and my roommate would have a thing where we'd always sort of... Uh, do the same thing where you slide through the glass, grab yep. the magnum, and fire. That's right. Yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah, and it's like always like if we're both as good at it, we're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it every time because it's like well, it's it's just like this thing that you get used to doing that you really like doing. Yeah, it's like I know I'm gonna get killed doing it. I just want it to happen again. That's like yeah that's like there's i don't know if i want to talk about like top level duck game plays here but <laughs> there's the one level with four neck guns and you all start on this one little platform you never grab the neck gun you jump and no, let the other idiots kill the themselves <laughs> <laughs> like you never grab the neck gun you gr- well you grab the neck gun and then you jump instantly yeah and then, you try to yeah. get out before the nets move and then the one person that killed the other two you just net them when they're like confused as to what's going on, and you win. That's how you win that level every time. And that's um, like getting back to how you said like some of the levels are super like un- like they have a level of unbalanced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, I tried to make sure that every unbalanced level had some option. So yeah. there'd be ducks with better options, but if you know what to do, you can usually get yourself to a gun before they get you. Sure. So like, but it's just harder. So like, on one of those levels where it starts, where you're, uh, like, the chainsaw thing is less optimal, right? Like, you might want to wait for them and try to dodge them when they come down, or like yeah. just sort of start running. Yep. Anywhere. <laughs> yep. The trick to that one specifically is usually go to the bouncy pad and try to get up high before you die. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, like, they'd be going down by that point, so there's a good chance you get over them. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, that's what I found for that. Also, there was another level I was trying to remember now. There's another level that was kind of like the net gun level where... Oh. Uh, is it the random box one? Yeah, actually, it is, because you <laughs> never go down and hit the block. You wait until someone else does, grab whatever they gave you, and kill them. Actually, though... There's uh there's like there's two sides to that because mm. if you keep spamming the box that you bounced, yeah. uh if somebody's on top of a box, it'll disarm them. Oh shit. So like the guns that they grab up there will start raining down so you can grab them below because they'll just be like flying out of their hands and going down to the lower level. Oh man, the meta has changed. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Always go down now. Never wait. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like strats. if somebody's on the right side, and you go down, and they're facing to the right. Like you just pop a block, wait for them to grab it, pop it again, grab the gun that they drop. That is fantastic. That's good to know. All right, okay. cool. <laughs> I, I really in that net gun level. I really like how the sword spawned in, but basically after everyone's already dead <laughs> yeah. every time. I've had a few situations online that have been like amazing, where uh, it'll just be two of us left, uh-huh. and the swords will spawn, and I will always like. I'll grab the sword, and they'll be we'll be on opposite sides, right? Where it's like the stalemate, where it's like who's gonna go first? Mm-hmm. And I'll jump up and just put my sword down, like by because if you hold shoot, you'll just hold the sword down. I and, didn't know uh, that actually. Yeah, and okay. you can run around with it like that, and, like trip people with it. 
But uh, really, yeah. So like, I'll just hold it down like that, and then one time, it's only ever happened once. The guy got up on the other side and held the sword down, and then we ran at each other. And it was like a setup. It was like, okay, we're doing this. We're having a legit sword duel right now, and it's gonna be serious. That is pretty great. It's amazing. That's just really like good. moment of respect before battle. <laughs> Yeah, I was so happy. That's really good. Another level I really appreciate is the the music level with yeah. the drum kit and the saxophones. Yeah, that's you so get, good. I just have I, to it always surprises me when people online are like sort of like you run into like you get super competitive people and everyone's fighting and like at odds and then you get that level and people will actually stop like I've I've had groups of four people where nobody goes to get the the key right at the start they just start playing and like go for minutes even it's too fun it's yeah. Too yeah it's just like everybody's sort of like okay now we're friends for a moment and then we get back to it it's like playing the drums even after the level's on fire <laughs> i love playing the drums on fire so much it's so good <laughs> you just like freak out faster and faster until your duck burns <laughs> Yeah. I was going to make it put you out, like, if you freak out super fast on the drums, but uh, I didn't do that because I didn't want to give some, like, strategic advantage to playing an instrument. Because, like, an made, instrument should be yeah. useless always, right? You made the right choice. Yeah. You, you got to die the way you lived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go down with the ship. Playing the drums and on fire. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Tenmar's asking about that level specifically. Can you actually play a song with the instruments? Oh, totally. Um, because, uh, like, if you're if you're playing on a gamepad, you can you can pitch the instruments with the left trigger. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the first step. Uh, the second step is just getting really good at like pitching it. It's sort of designed in such a way where the ducks will sound bad no matter what, just because like the level of uh, of precision on analog and like especially the trombone kind of just lets you slide however you want yeah so uh like i could play songs on it but they always sound like uh like like elementary school band yeah sure yeah and i kind of like that because it's just gives you this like the ducks don't really know what they're doing or how to play but they're having a good time and i'm sure somebody could get really good at it it's just super super hard we're going to have to get at least three people super good at it. Actually, four, because you need a singer, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah, that's all we'll play. Is we'll get... <laughs> Dude, you could actually do, like, a YouTube series of, like, taking song requests and playing them in that game. <laughs> there you go, YouTubers. I just made you a million dollars. I'm considering adding like a like a guitar too, or like a like a keyboard that you could go at just as like to like fill the ensemble. That would be great. Oh, man. Yeah. I I really wanted to actually. Uh, I thought it would be fun to add MIDI support to the game. So if you had like a MIDI keyboard plugged in, and you were at an instrument, you could just touch the keys and it would play the notes that you played. That would just be because, great. Yeah, man. Like you could go online and like get a trombone and then grab it at the end of the match and just like solo out and do like a badass solo or like and if that doesn't like if you don't have an instrument in the game you could also quack yeah that way that would be great yeah whoa and just like play songs with quacks whenever you're you're idle 
can't wait to hear Paul and Hank do... We're not doing song requests. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last I ever want to hear about that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I really like some of the levels. One of my favorite levels is the one where you're just in a small box with two grenades. <laughs> That's just always, like, really terrifying. And it always goes the same way. Two people will grab the grenades, one guy will throw down one side just instinctually, and everybody else will go to the opposite side, and you'll just go back and forth like some weird Benny Hill routine or something Yeah. for a while, and then like you'll mess up once, and you'll die. And you'll all yeah. die. <laughs> like, somebody somebody blows it, yeah, and everyone's dead. Or like somebody's in the corner behind a desk who wasn't involved ever. Yeah, I think new meta for that is grab grenade, pretend like you're gonna throw it instead pull the pin and just run with people and kill all of them <laughs> at one time that's super good strat yeah yeah mad bomber strat usually what i'll do is i'll like uh i'll pick up grenades while they're around and i'll start throwing them without pulling the pin yeah. so i'll just get them moving and I like do that cycling too. yeah yeah and then every now and then you pull one and you try to remember like okay that's the one i pulled i'll stay away from that one yeah yeah, yeah, it, it just, like, psychs people out. It does, but the problem is the other guy with the other grenade usually does pull the pin and kills you <laughs> anyway, somehow, so... Yeah. Usually himself as well, but that's beside the point. That Earthworm Jim gun, by the way, is kind of annoying <laughs> to play against if you don't have one as well. That's why oh, yeah. I really like the level where you all are to start right by one. But, like, in a random box, if somebody gets that, it feels just kind of like GG. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, like, it is... I am so proud when I'm able to counter somebody who has one of those. Because, yeah. like, if they're using it correctly, there's no way. The range on it is crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy it does, range. It does, like... The accuracy, though, like, it'll get maybe, like, three bullets out before it's totally not going to hit anything where you want it to hit. Yeah. So you've got to, like, mm. tap it. Yeah. If you're going machine gun with it, there's it's pretty easy to counter if you're doing machine gun. It's still like a matter of chance because it could hit you, but like it, it, its range spread is like 90 degree angle at that point. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered another level. The one where in there's like three platforms in the middle and then two sides with platforms as well. And in the middle, there's that giant laser gun that takes like two or three seconds to fully <laughs> charge a shot. And the best thing about that is that a lot of people want to go for that one. So what you do is you grab the sword, and then you just rush them, and there's nothing they could ever do if they go for that, because they won't get you in time, and it's so good. Yeah. yeah. That level's interesting, though, because it's like, uh, all the options on that level are almost as good as each other, if everyone knows what they're doing with their weapons. Yeah. Like, I find, uh, if someone goes for the, the laser, you can definitely get them, but, like, everybody else... It's never certain. Like, you'll pick up a gun and you sort of have to be diligent with it. You have to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's, it was surprising, actually. It's not a dynamic that I expected to work out with that level. But, like, there's a lot of strategy to it, and it always ends very quickly. Yeah, it does. <laughs> is When you're playing online, do the levels come up randomly, or is there a set order that they go in? They're random. They're random, uh, yeah. The random generator, though, how it works, is it, like... Uh, It'll pick a level, and then it keeps track of... Uh, I'm trying to think specifically, but it's like, it'll pick 
it won't play the same level again, but it has a small chance to play it again. Mm-hmm. So it can sort of like mix it up and say, say you really like one kind of level, you could see it three or four times in a playthrough, even if uh, it hadn't cycled through all the levels yet. Uh, so it gives it sort of this like it's totally random, but with uh, with some design to it. Okay. Cool. Uh, there's also rare levels, like the band level is rare. It uh, it it like every time that it would come up, it has a 25% chance of actually coming up, and a 75% chance of just been put back in like the list and not being played. Weird. Huh. So really, if you rush to just like fight your way through that level, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, because it's not going to be like it usually comes up once per game is how the random works out. Okay. So when you see it once, like you're not going to see it again for a while, and you can definitely go through matches where it never comes up. Is that the only rare level? Uh, there's a few. There's that one. There's the one with uh, with uh, bullets that start on it, like where there's so four swords and the bullets start oh, moving across dude. the map. Dude, what is with the Moon and Night gun? That kickback <laughs> is insane. <laughs> yeah, it gets me killed every time. Like uh, <laughs> that's right, it does. It gets me too. Everybody, you be very careful. Yeah, there's, there's that one level right where it's just the four the four Moon and Night guns and the teleporters on the sides. Yeah, yeah, that one like the kickback always. I'll like kick myself through a teleporter and into the pixel that was waiting on the other side. Yep. so much. That's exactly what happens. But what I like to do in that is I know I'm probably gonna die. So I'm going to make life hard for everybody else and fire every single shot I can in one lane <laughs> yeah. and watch them not be able to jump if they're on the lower level or go down if they're on the top level. Yeah, and just try to fill it up before you die. Yep. Yeah, I usually try and hang out at the bottom and just get one bullet at least going in all three lanes so I have cover. Yeah. I feel like the early on the thing people don't realize about that also is like that those bullets just go through walls. Yeah, gets yeah. yeah and they, like, they peek too, right? Like they they peek behind him and then come out. Yep. Yeah, it's really really good. Oh, it's man. also just funny. Combining yeah. with the teleporter is really good because you just wind up somewhere else. Wait for your kickback the first time you use it. You're like, what? What happened? Oh, that the was teleporter a... is definitely like a high level sort of. If you know how they work and somebody else doesn't know how they work, you win. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's so frustrating in that one level, though, where you see a gun you want, and you're just, like, trying to parse your way through the maze of teleporters. You're like, I want that fucking shotgun, but I can't It's funny, because, like, I, I feel like that level, like, after I made it, it took me a long time to figure it out. But I found <laughs> that, like, I found that the biggest thing was how to get from the bottom up to the top where the two shotguns are. Because, like, there's, like, uh... Oh, no, no, like, the uh, the mine, the Moon Knight laser, and the net gun, you have to go in, like, the top right teleporter in the interior to get to that, but nobody ever thinks to go to that. And yeah. it's, like, this weird sort of... I got... I Like, I was able to get around the map really quickly, fairly easily. Like, I got the hang of it and was like, okay, I know how to get here and there. But there's always this big section of the map where I could never get to because I couldn't wrap my head around, oh, yeah, it's always that teleporter. That's the one. Right, like that is the teleporter that I should be using to get to this stuff every time. Yeah, hmm. like it's it's definitely like it's. I think the level's called Labyrinth or something in the in the files, and there's a good reason. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like once you get the hang of kind of where you're going to be and how to get there, 
you you almost feel bad for new people you're playing with because totally yeah screwed (laughs) i think that's why if i'm not mistaken that level is rare as well that makes sense yeah for sure i also want i want to ask you about how your decision on like how scoring works where you don't get points for kills you get points for uh winning around being the last one left and the uh you play 10 games before it it tallies up to see if anyone's won yeah um i am so happy with like how that ended up working out um when i was first making the game uh like the original iteration of it was of course ducks and shotguns and pistols and uh it would just go to the next level over and over again forever mm-hmm. and there was no scores at all so when I got to the point where I was implementing scores, I did something that popped up in between every level and said what your scores was. And then we'd played it enough in infinite mode at that point where I was like, it's kind of sucky to see how everyone is doing every round because then it like, it puts so much emphasis on the score and uh, also makes it so if somebody's way ahead of you, you get that sort of like, will I give up feeling. Whereas uh, like I'm a person who doesn't count points like I, I'll never count randomly points in a match, so I won't know how I'm doing until the rock throw happens. So it gives me this sort of like, you can you've got like you're blissful in your ignorance, right? You're like I'm doing good. I can get this one and that one, and then you only throw your rock like two, and everybody else is super far, and it's like, well, I thought I was doing better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment too, where it's like somebody throws two somebody throws four you just come up it's like 15 <laughs> you just feel like a badass and kind of an asshole at the same yeah. time <laughs> mm-hmm. there's also like that it doesn't automatically end once someone's reached 10 like you still have the, the chance to come back yeah like when someone's at nine points it has to go 10 more rounds yet yeah yeah and I think I think it was all uh, like it took a lot of people some time to get used to, and uh, like as shows, some people were thinking it was like a weird way to do the score and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like the way it takes emphasis off the scores and puts more emphasis on sort of like living on a round-to-round basis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think it works really well. Yeah, it does. It would not work well if the game wasn't fun because it forces you to play more. But since it <laughs> it is fun. I like an excuse to have to play another 10 rounds, even though I'm obviously going to win. <laughs> no, I like I don't mean that to be an asshole. I just mean, like, I don't mind playing, like, another 10 rounds, even though I only need to win one. So, like, statistically, yeah. Yeah. you could, you're probably going to win. Just, but, like, yeah. who cares? We're having fun. So It also, yeah, it sort of gives, like, uh, it gives a metagame to... Uh, like uh, like a fencing style thing where if you're playing against people who aren't very good or it's a really good match and it's close, like sometimes I will count points and try to sort yeah. of get it right so that everyone's at like nine or uh, so that I get like a tie with someone. Like if it's uh, like if I'm if I'm bored and I'm like, well, I want to do a drawbreaker and I know we're both at eleven, then like if there's one round left, I'm just gonna try to kill us both. <laughs> Right. So that nobody gets that point, so that we can do the drawbreaker, right? Yeah, for sure. Drawbreaker is really good. It is uh, really good. So, um, when you were when you built the levels originally, did you have like 
how did you like make them? Did you have set pieces you were making or or what? Um, I made a uh, a tool where it's pretty much just like a grid, and mm-hmm. uh, you can bring up a menu that just gives you like a list of everything that the game has, and you select things and just click them around. So, mm-hmm. uh, like the the tiles in the levels are actually sort of automatic. So you place them down and they'll adjust their shape based on the tiles around them. So like you don't have to do any manual tile set stuff for just basic block placement. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the levels are made with that. Uh, the editor ships with the game. It's kind of like yeah. dev yeah. right now. <laughs> it's a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah, I looked but, at it and I was like, this is this is too much for me <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Like I tried like, to make it as simple as possible, but like a lot of uh a lot of my hopes had gotten like sort of lost along the way just because I used that tool to make all the levels in the game. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I had to use it to make the arcade levels and the actual arcade itself and uh so then it kept leading to these things where it's like, oh, I need to add this and that, and now this object has like a hundred things to choose from when you bring up a menu on it. What happened to John Mallard? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to bring him back to online. He's okay. actually still offline. Okay. He is in local play. Um, the reason he's not in is because, uh, like the game winding down to release like it got to the point where the release date couldn't move anymore and i needed to prioritize some things to get the game finished in time sure okay so i was like well lots of people are going to skip that online anyway if they're playing with randoms i guess so yeah i'll just do that later <laughs> sure okay uh like it, it's yeah. not uh, the only weird thing with it right is it does the replays so like everyone's going to see a replay of their version of what happened so if you got killed by lag you'll see that in the replay and somebody else won't see that in the replay so there's like some inconsistency there gotcha okay. but uh it's not much i can do about that that's pretty much the only thing to sort out like it would be fairly easy to add back and i i should really get it back in <laughs> is there anything that you've been wanting to add or work on or anything that you have been working on you can talk about that you're doing for this game yeah, um, I'm working on a big patch right now. Okay. Uh, it was supposed to come out on, I think, Monday the 13th, and then like Thursday the 23rd. Okay. Uh, oh wait, no, that's a different month. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> it was, it's supposed to have come out for like two weeks already, um, and I've just been like having setbacks and working on it, and. Uh, it's pretty much done now, and I think it's going to be coming out on uh, next week. Next week on uh, on Thursday, and what it's going to add is like a crap ton of bug fixes and like weird glitch fixes online, uh, crash errors. Um, it's going to add custom maps online, so you could play custom maps with your friends over the internet. Oh man! Okay. Nice. And uh, playlists, so you can select a bunch of custom maps and be like, I want this one to come up this much, and this oh, one to man. come up this much. Nice. That's so good. And uh, workshop support, so that you nice. can like put that all on the internet and get stuff off the internet. And uh, I want to have a mode, I'm not sure if I'm going to have it in the update or not, where you just uh, play random workshop maps off the internet. Like, So yeah. you start a normal round, and it just pulls in maps off the internet. 
and there'll be an option to after every round all the ducks are just thrown into a room with like a green button and a red button and you sort of just say this sucks or this is good nice. so you can curate the huh. uh the levels that way yeah that make that makes a lot of sense yeah because just just going through all random internet maps sounds like a glorious nightmare yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. The design's gonna be like it's gonna take some time to build it up, I think, but how I want it to work is I want it to give you like if it's gonna give you ten maps, I want it to give you eight maps that have been rated as good before. Like so eight higher rated maps that you haven't played before, and then two maps that are completely random, who knows what they could be. So like you'd get mostly good and then every now and then one of them would just be like, What the heck? Is this dumb level? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Sounds yeah, great. that does sound great, actually. Okay, I'm gonna pitch an idea to you for a okay. level. Okay. So this level, like, you'll see why I'm not just making this in the level creator as is, because it's gonna change how the game plays. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so this I'm level, now. this level, you're, it's just like a gray background and like just a flat floor, nothing. And you, as the ducks, have to fight and build the level. Like, you build the level as you're fighting. You're just Wait, like, so, like, with, is... with crates and stuff? Or, like... Yeah, exactly. Like with... So, like, there's a bunch of stuff that you can't get to, and, like, just a bunch of crap, yep. and then you have to... Build walls and platforms to get up there. Like a I platform really like making that. gun. <laughs> Oh man, that's cool. The dart gun kind of works like that. You can stand on the darts for a short period of time. Really? <laughs> yeah, no well, they're idea. stuck in the walls. Oh, dude, that makes so much nice. sense. That's in every video game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's straight up like <clears throat> Ducktales there. That's straight up even um, what's it called? Volgar. Ah, oh, Volgar's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I love Volgar so much. Adult Swim games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's my favorite Adult Swim game. Like, it's just... It is so well-designed. Everything is, like... Everything's there for a very specific reason and is just perfectly placed. And, like, I can't think of another game where I've spent four hours trying to figure out something that I can do in 15 minutes now. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. And enjoyed it, too. For sure. Like, Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, Dark Souls the same kind of thing. It's yeah. like super Dark Souls. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I never did beat Volgar Tenmar. Did you ever beat Volgar? Me? Yes. I... <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I got to level three. I got to the boss on level three. Yeah, that's uh, where a I number stopped. of times. Yeah, like that that underwater guy. Yep, that's right. Yeah, he. I got like so close to beating him before. I just didn't want to do that level anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's like why the I stopped. Freaking slimes, dude. Yeah, the slimes. It's, that's exactly correct. That's the only thing I don't like, and I mean the like the save game system that there is not one. Because like yeah, the weird checkpointing at the beginning of like certain level or certain stages or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. and I I understand that. Well, in just like the the total lack of a save game in general, yeah, where like you play through the first level and then the second and then the third and then you die and you have to start at the first again. Yeah, because like it's hard enough and takes enough time that I wish that I could. Uh, like, I really like the levels, so I would go back and play them with a level select screen. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to play them every time. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, 
I'm like, I mean, it's totally by design. That's definitely what they wanted the experience mm-hmm. to be. But uh, that's pretty much the reason why I haven't passed it. So I kind of wish they. This is what I really liked that Shovel Knight did, is that you have like a lot of checkpoints in a level, but you could do a risk reward sort of thing. Like if you don't feel confident enough, you could just like grab a checkpoint and move on. But if you do, you can destroy the checkpoints for more money. Yeah. Like I wish I kind of wish every game did that because <laughs> I really like this feeling of like I could really screw myself, but if I know what I'm doing, like I'm not going to need checkpoints, so give me more items. When it gives me the feeling too that the developers played the game a whole lot and like yeah. got to the point where they needed to set these challenges for themselves. I think they specifically said that the reason why they put those checkpoints there is because when playtesting, they didn't want to redo certain parts of the levels over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I mean, I, I'm i with them. I don't want to do parts of your levels either, so give me a treat for that. I, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so, like, they totally... They weren't even going to put checkpoints. They just put them in as, like, a, this would actually really help development. Like, I think it originally started off that way, but, like, the flow of it felt okay, so they kept it in. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's really That's great. That's cool. Yeah, and it, I really like that about that game, so good on them, for sure. Yeah, that was a magical thing, is, like, a Kickstarter comes around, it's a retro thing, they want to make a retro thing, they haven't made much before, and so you think, well, I'm skeptical. Yeah. yeah. And then the game comes out, and it's just, like freaking perfect in every way and they just nailed it it's the perfect Mega Man <laughs> contra game it's so yeah. good <laughs> and yeah. yeah that's like never looked at kickstarter the same after that i was like well anything can happen now yep and that's why shenmue 3 we have to save shenmue by paying that's the money good dang it i Dude, I don't know. I am so skeptical. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be good, but like I mean Shenmue Shenmue is good for its time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but like it hasn't aged too well. It was also forty seven million dollars when it came out originally. Yeah. So Yeah, like good luck getting that kind of money to fund it today. Yeah, that was back then too. Like forty seven million dollars isn't even as much now as it was so no it'd be like a gta 5 budget i bet like 47 million dollars is basically just pewdiepie's check at the end of the year (laughs) so probably he could actually fund shenmue (laughs) (laughs) if he really liked it and just decided he didn't know what to do with himself he could be like that's it i have a calling in life i'm gonna just buy shenmue and make it good (laughs) that would be hilarious (laughs) <laughs> he became the best indie developer ever to just take old franchises and, like, he's the only person as, like, if he became an indie developer, has so much money that he could actually buy licenses to other <laughs> IPs. He could and shake make them. it, man. Like, he could, like, change history forever. I think he already has, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, just, like, the he's, like, an enigma. Yeah. He's in this impossible, like, thing that doesn't make sense he's it doesn't i watched his like early videos i don't know how the hell he got popular he was worse than some people today that like have nobody yeah he was really bad (laughs) i think he's gotten a lot better like for sure like he's he's learned to own it he's like carved out his niche and he knows what his audience likes and plays that up 
so much. But, but yeah, uh, like his old stuff. That was that's why I think back and like, whoa, this stuff like this is the stuff that he got big on. He and was a cod kid. He yeah, played, he played like Black Ops or Black Ops Two or something. It was weird. It's really yeah, weird. like opposite of what he does now. Yeah, it's wacky. Yeah, it's really yeah. fucking weird. But good on him. Like yeah, I don't I don't like him necessarily, but. I recognize that he is a driving force in the industry. When he plays a game on YouTube, that game is the new hotness for that week. Yeah. It's crazy. When I, like, with a, like my game coming out and the attention it's been getting, like, oh, he played it's that nothing too. like that, but... Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which I was amazed by because I, like, I had, I, a lot of people had asked him to play it and I felt like he just was never going to play it. Like, it was too obvious or something, like, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. Did you... But, were you just, like, excited when you saw it? Well, it was, it was funny because, uh, like, I was... Uh, I, I always do, like, search Duck Game on Twitter and, like, look at what people are saying, right? Yeah. And every now and then a video will keep coming up. And, like, this one filled my timeline, like, completely. It was just, like, every <laughs> single result for, like, a 50 results was this video... So I was like, okay, this is probably a big deal, and I clicked it, and it was PewDiePie, and I was like, okay, that explains everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> now it all makes sense, basically. Yeah, and I was I was pretty excited because it was like, well, this is like this is definitely something that that people want to happen to their game because he's like a big deal, and the video was funny. I was surprised. I actually enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it was it was unreal. It's like another one of those sort of didn't think this would ever happen things yeah for uh sure. game grumps was the biggest one though like game grumps when that happened like i don't think anything else can top that like that meant so much to me yeah like it was bizarre and like apparently like van halen's like kid wolfgang is the one <laughs> who showed it to them and like oh okay what yeah. the fuck <laughs> really that's so that's, freaking crazy and like weird yeah like that is that was like that moment where I was just sitting and being like, "Well, life's pretty crazy." Yeah. Do your friends think you're cooler now than before? I don't think I had any friends that thought I was cool before. So. <laughs> Do they think um, you're cool now? So I guess the answer would be yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think much has changed. Right. Yeah. Really. Of like, uh, like there's definitely. At least not yet. Nobody's, like, come up to me and been like, Oh, hey, it's you. Remember when we used to hang out a million years ago? Let's be friends again. What about Facebook? And he, like, as soon as people start playing this, it's just like, Hey, I know the guy who made this. I'm going to add him back on Facebook. And you're just like, Ugh. Oh, man. I, I totally missed that that whole experience because, like, uh, like I've I've been off Facebook for, like, two years. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I, I, I would never go back. Yeah, like I, I like, I really like the people who I have on Facebook. But I go home like twice a year, and I hang out with them for two weeks. And like, I don't want to, like, I'm very easily distracted and stressed out by other people's affairs. Mm -hmm. So like, Facebook was just a constant sort of scrolling through, and it's like, oh, this person's like having marital troubles, or like this person's like yeah. mom died or something, and it's just super sad and like. I don't want to feel like a jerk that I don't want to see that, but, like, if I don't see that and it doesn't affect me, then I can sort of move on with my life a lot easier. 
Yeah, like it's this weird middle ground where if you see something like, let's just use the word tragic, even though like there's different levels of tragedy, obviously, like a 9-11 incident and somebody doesn't love me anymore yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. But let's just use tragic. Um, and when you don't know the people, you're disconnected enough that like you can feel empathy for them but not have to deal with it in like your normal life. And yeah. if you know somebody that is being affected by a deep, like, really closely, then it affects you on a personal level and you kind of want to deal with it as well. And Facebook's this weird middle ground where these are people you know but don't necessarily care about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's like if if somebody is going through some real trouble, like, I want to help them through it, right? But I want them to be someone who... I talk to on a fairly often basis or like I hang out with or somebody who's like in my my life right yeah for sure yeah totally so then that's exactly what what Facebook was like the problem for me it's just I I am too easily emotional about uh, things happening to people who I've met before for sure so that being said, I'll add you on Facebook after we're done talking. So <laughs> um, Tenmar in the chat had a few questions, so uh, let's bring these up here. Sure. Uh, about the single player, how do you get more tickets or access to arcades? Do you need all gold to unlock more? Is there a limit on how many arcades there are right now? Um, you have to, let's see... Uh, like you have to play through, I think there's a couple machines that will unlock if you get more like silvers or golds, like they're based on the level of like how many golds you have versus how many silvers. So you want to just shoot for all gold basically all the time to unlock. Uh, uh, it'll help sometimes, but most of what unlocking is like, I'm pretty sure you can play through, uh, every machine and just get bronze on every machine and get them all i might be mistaken okay. um there might be one machine or two machines that you like bronze won't cut it for okay but most of them will unlock just by playing like just by getting trophies okay cool and he also asked like when we were talking about the youtube thing how do you feel about games being a flavor of the week now instead of month and what do you think the reason for that is you mean like just the the like lasting popularity of a game i guess yeah i guess so um, I feel like there's just so many games now. Yeah. Like, like there are so many games. <laughs> there's so much information, I think, as well. Like, like just going back to PewDiePie as an example, he needs to make, the, like, this is his career, so he needs to keep things fresh all the time, and because he is promoting basically every game he plays to millions of people, like... Every week he'll want to play a different game, obviously, to get try to get new people in and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And at the same time, selling it to other people that are already following him. So I think it's just that information is a lot faster now more than ever before with YouTube and Twitter and all this stuff. So it's easy to change gears. Yeah, yeah it's general, interesting. It's just so quick. Like, yeah. It's just so much out there. Yeah, what? Gotta... Like... I think usually I draw, like, a comparison between, like, uh, when I was a kid, right, when you'd get a Sega Genesis game, and yeah. it would be the shittiest thing, and just suck. But you'd play it, and over and over again, because, like, that's what you have. Dude, that's you it. needed to get Sega Channel. <laughs> Sega Channel <laughs> yeah. was the bomb. 
I don't think they had it in Canada, did they? Yeah, because I had it, and I'm Canadian. No way. I did. <laughs> it was garbage and overpriced. I think it was $90 a month, like, on top of... You got it through a cable company, and <laughs> it was on top of, the, like, the normal thing. So we only had it for two months, and there was a lot of garbage on there. <laughs> like, a I lot bet. of garbage. That's wild, though. That's so cool. I always, every time I saw Sega Channel, I was like, I can't believe this existed. If yeah. I had this when I was a kid, I'd have been like, whoa. It did through <laughs> Shaw, I think. Whoever Shaw was before they were, like, who they are now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, going back to, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the like, playing a shitty game forever. Yeah. Uh, now you can go on the internet, you download an emulator, and you download, like, a thousand games for it, and then yep. you pop one in, and you're like, don't like it, don't like it, bored, 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 like, over and over again through the whole freaking thing, and, like, that's the internet now. Yeah. Because everyone used to have to, like, read newspapers and find some publication they liked, and then they'd get attached to it, right? But, like, now there's mm. so many options, why would you get attached to anything if it wasn't super good? Yeah, for sure. How does that influence, like... A developer in like your shoes then where you have a thing that people see it people like it how do you like try to make it so this isn't just like a weekend fling but this is going to be something that people will come back to uh, even though people will because it's a game you play with your friends that's fun but like what can you do to support it at this point to make sure it's going to be up there yeah um the patch is a big part of that like yeah. i think getting workshop support in uh getting the online uh finished to a point where it's like super polished um a big thing too is uh mod support which is actually coming on thursday as well nice. uh, like full mod support and uh like there's actually a guy he came to me on skype uh, like a lot of people came to me on Skype when the game came out, so I was skeptical. Right? I was yeah. like, okay, it's another, it's another Skype person, but I'll accept him, right? And he was like, uh, you should add modding to Duck Game. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I'm like super busy. And he's like, no, no, like I, I'll do it. I'll just do it for you. And like he wrote this thing, like he decompiled Duck Game and wrote this <laughs> thing that like imported DLLs into it. So he could build, like, DLL weapons, and wow. I was like, holy shit, dude, okay, let's wow. do this. Okay. <laughs> that, by the way, for people, like, wanting to know how you get into an industry, that's how you do it. You yeah, talk to somebody, <laughs> you talk to somebody who made a thing, and then you one-up their expectations of you every single time you talk to them. Yeah, like, oh. that That guy is nuts. Like, he's he's helping me, like, I think he's going to help me do the ports to other systems and stuff now, too. Like, he's oh, just, like, came down from the heavens kind of thing. That's awesome. That is like, really drops. cool. I think you're right about the way you go, though, is what you do is you make a thing people like, and then to make it have longevity, you open it up to let them do whatever they want with that thing and let see what other people in the community have done for it. So, like, by opening up Steam Workshop and mod support and all that sort of stuff, you're basically just throwing it out there to the wolves and letting them play with it themselves and yeah. <laughs> make it better. And it's that's probably going to be amazing. I really can't wait to see what other people do in that game. It's funny, too, because it, uh, like, something I didn't expect is as soon as we got mod support working to a point where it was, like, fun to use... Mm -hmm. I started to really want to make some mods because there's, like, weapons and things 
that I've wanted to put in the game but never thought were like like solid enough or they're too weird or too like what the heck kind of weapon is this because like mm-hmm. uh, the first one I made as like an example is uh, it's like a bazooka but it's like a t-shirt bazooka so nice. it's got like nice. a clip of t-shirts and when you fire it at someone they go ragdoll and it replaces whatever they were wearing with a t-shirt oh that's so good <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like super fun and I haven't played with it like in a round yet but I really want to nice <laughs> sounds so, really good yeah but that, that is sounds great. the thing about mods like there's just gar- it's there's like the fun of just going through garbage that would never be good in a real game <laughs> but because it's a mod somehow it's just like yeah it just has that fun that novelty yeah, yeah, it's like you got cheats on, and like you're breaking the game, and you know it, but it's great because it's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, for sure. Are you able to add a spectator type mode? Like, because I want to do a tournament for this game, and I would love to be able to like c- commentate over for other people playing. Yeah, without doing some sort of like Frankenstein stream. A stream kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, is that something that would be possible, or is the like request for that basically only me? So, uh, it has been requested before. Like, okay. uh, and usually for exactly that reason is that somebody wants to stream a tournament. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think it's been requested enough that I should consider putting it in because uh, I don't think it would be terribly hard to do. Um, okay. Like the the naive like first approach to it would be to just sort of uh, have a fifth player able to connect to the game and they don't control a deck so they just see everyone move sure the only worry about that is that it could potentially add latency just because the extra information that needs to be sent to that computer gotcha okay um but like since you're not playing the game you don't need to know for example uh how much ammo a gun has and things like that Right. Uh, because you're just watching it all happen. So, like, I could potentially make it a lot more efficient. I think at first, though, like, if I did just put one in where it was a fifth player, like, it would run well enough that people would be able to use it and it wouldn't hurt anything. So, like, if that's the case, I mean, I could add spectator mode in, like, a day. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean... Like, would that be something you could patch in just with, like, a hotfix sort of thing through Steam? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that okay. would be, that would be like, a, suddenly your game downloads an update and now it's got spectator mode. Like, yeah, I don't necessarily want you to go through all your netcode that took you six months to get working. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, I think it would be cool. I, I would really like it, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think people should have it. Yeah, it would be pretty great. Are there any, like, other game-type things that you ever thought about adding, like, besides, like, mod support and stuff like that? Another thing I thought would be neat just because I like salty bet is if you, like, when you die, you could place a bet on a duck or something. But the matches seem maybe a little too fast for that. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Or, like, even right at the start, I mean, I guess you might always place a bet on yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. I just it would remember. be really great to have like one of those Twitch things though. Like uh, like I know Spelunky had one where it was like Spelunky Roulette, and you sort of guess what the guy's gonna die by, and if you win, you get a bunch of points. 
yeah and, like, some stuff's worth way more because like it's super unlikely yeah i've done a few like bingo nights with that making up like spelunky cards and like <laughs> just playing and seeing who wins for how i die <laughs> just bet That's on awesome. tie every game time pretty much <laughs> yeah i'd love to do something like that that would, i think that'd be super fun because like yeah there's not a whole lot to connect like uh like I, I like everything can be gamified, right? It just takes time, and I yeah. think if everything, like everything, should have the option to be more game than it is. Like have a situation like that where someone's watching a stream and they can contribute to the stream in a way more than just through the chat. Hmm. Mm. What about like a streaming functionality built in the game, so you don't need an outside thing? I know, like I'm talking about. I know every time I open my mouth right now, you're just like thinking of all the net code you went through. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry, but, like, I'm just throwing ideas out there, basically. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, like, a lot of that sort of, I think, and then it would be really good, but then there's, like, a bunch of other stuff on the back burner that yeah. I feel is more important. And, like, mm-hmm. I think the game will get to a point where I'm done with all that, and I just start adding, like, some would-be-nice stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, because, like, in-game streaming, I imagine it wouldn't be too hard. I'd probably have to find some sort of library, though, to... Uh, to do the screen capture correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nice thing is Twitch puts their API out there for developers, so it's like something that would be possible without having to go through hoops with that. Yeah. You might have to go through hoops with any other services other than Twitch, but Twitch kind of has a monopoly anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really worry about another streaming service. I'm, I'm, I'm about Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a Ustream fanboy? Not me, no. <laughs> Dude, Ustream is the best place to illegally show a bunch of anime that you own to people. Because <laughs> nobody is on there policing it. No one will stop you. And those... no, the unfortunate thing is nobody will see it either. Yeah. Those top, those top Ustream gaming streams getting like six or seven views. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I was joking around. I tried out that Periscope app for the first time like a couple weeks ago. And I instantly got more people watching me on Periscope just, like, looking at the ground and smoking <laughs> than, I, like, are on Ustream in general. <laughs> Wait, so is Periscope just something where you push a button and then, like, your phone's camera is live streaming? Yep, that's exactly yep. what it is. That rules. That's a really good idea, right? It's also terrifying because uh, it you it can use your location thing like your gps thing so somebody was saying how they were looking on periscope and these like 11 year old girls that were periscoping they know exactly where they live now and that is terrifying (laughs) so people if you're using periscope maybe turn off your gps functionality yeah that's kind of screwy it's really easy to give up all your privacy instantly just throw it all away yeah. I imagine you could also run into situations where you're like, oh, today's a beautiful day. I'm going to go on Periscope and see what's up. And then there's like a car crash or something. And they're like, whoa, look at all the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Periscope. Oh my god. You know what? It's now that you real. brought that up, I want to go through real. every Periscope ever. <laughs> Just to see what people are Periscoping. You know there's <laughs> fucked up things. Like, the only ones I've seen are people I follow on Twitter and like they're basically just watching tv while holding their phone up and chatting (laughs) but it would be crazy to just be like a serial killer on the loose is periscoping what he's doing like that would be terrifying 
and, and it could totally like happen too, which is so crazy. That's yeah, that's scary and kind of amazing. Like I would actually watch that just because of morbid curiosity. Yeah, out of like, what other opportunity will I ever have to see something fucking messed up? Yeah, pretty much. Although every day on the internet is kind of a roulette wheel for messed up shit anyway, <laughs> so I guess there's that. Yeah, I, I usually don't, like, enjoy seeing stuff like that too much just because, you know, I'm a sensitive person. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear you, we're Canadian. It's in our blood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can't we can't stand drama and violence. Seventeen percent more empathy. Seventeen percent, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, plus it's... or minus three. <laughs> depending. Plus or minus ten. Plus or minus ten, depending <laughs> if we've had our Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty big. When you get a big lineup, like the person at the back of the lineup and the Tim Hortons on like a busy day, that's that's where that like violence starts to brew. Oh, dude, people that. Like, real talk, people that go to Tim Hortons that are in front of me in line need to fuck off forever. I hate them. <laughs> they are the worst people. Because they always ask these weird, like, unexpected things. Like, this isn't a fucking Starbucks. How Do, do you want co- do you want coffee or cream in your coffee? No? Then get the fuck out of my way. Like, yeah. you go up, coffee black. Okay, done. Like, it's that easy. What are you doing asking for all this other shit? I hate. Yeah, it's like I I want a full dinner at at Tim Hortons, but I don't like anything you have on the menu. Can you just kind of tell me what ingredients you have, and then I'll like pick something I like. (laughs) Could you just go over to McDonald's and get me a Big Mac? Thanks. (laughs) Actually, McDonald's has the coffee I like. I don't Mm -hmm. actually like Tim Hortons coffee that much. I completely agree. Yes. So you go to Tim Hortons and ask them to get you coffee from McDonald's. No, I go to actually Tim Hortons for their new croissant sandwiches. Mm. Because, okay, Okay. so for anybody who's not Canadian and you ever visit Canada, I'm going to give you the lowdown on what you have to do right here. If you go to Tim Hortons, you can get their coffee. It's meh, but it's doable. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Their donuts are okay. If you want a food item... Never get a sandwich with normal buns because their buns are shitty. Oh, yeah. So when they introduced croissant buns, like sandwiches, that was an eye-opener for me, that a sandwich could actually taste good from this place if it wasn't for their <laughs> shitty, stale buns that they have in the back all day. What's yeah. amazing, right? Because, like, most of the flavor in a sandwich is in the stuff in the sandwich, but, like, most of the sandwich is the bun a lot of the time. Honestly, yes, it is. Because if you have a bad bun, that's the worst experience ever. It, you could have, like, the tears of an angel in between <laughs> two pieces of bread, and it would taste shitty if that bread was shitty. Yeah, totally. And that's why Tim Hortons is confusing to me. And yeah. That they never fixed that. Yeah. I, you know, bread is hard. I think they don't really care because Tim Hortons and Wendy's have that deal now, where basically every time there's a Tim Hortons, there's a Wendy's right beside them. Yeah. So they're like, if you want food, why don't you go to this shitty burger <laughs> place? Yeah. Did, did did you like? I like the old hash browns better. Yeah. You wrecked them. The old ones were like kind of good, and the new ones are just like. I could just go to McDonald's and get, like, a better version of the shitty deep-fried hash brown. Yeah, no. Their original hash browns were great because they were, like, legit potatoes on, like, a uh, stovetop cooked sort of thing taste. Yeah, and, like, this, like, nice spices on them, not just, like, 
yeah. grease flavor. Yeah, they were actually delicious. They tasted homemade. I know they weren't, but they tasted that way. And sometimes it would be a little burnt or like a little not cooked and stuff. That just added that was to the it. love, right? It was, yeah. And now that it's just the type of fake potato bullshit you get from every other place. And I wonder if it's not more that less that people wanted that and more that they could get away with it again, right? Because people are there for coffee and donuts. Yeah, exactly. Can we get a donut duck hat? Uh, I've never actually considered that. <laughs> you mean like like when Homer like gets his head Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. yes. <laughs> and like every time you quack it spits out sprinkles or something. Oh my Just god. Just have a little that's... bite taken out of it. It's such a good idea. <laughs> and you could like color the level with sprinkles and it wouldn't like hurt anything that would be just so be good. fun i want a game where i can color a level with sprinkles <laughs> <laughs> i really want to do that now that's super rad cool man we'll talk off air about how i'll get compensated for my great idea <laughs> of course i'm just kidding <laughs> oh um speaking of hats what Okay, what is the process in design, deciding what you want to do for, like, a duck head? Because <laughs> some of the hats or, like, masks or whatever are kind of weird. <laughs> weird choices, but they're great. Um, I, thinking back, it's hard to, like, think about why I came up with a lot of them. Um, a lot of it was, like, uh, some basics, right? Like, okay, the ducks have hats kind of hats do people wear like fedoras and top hats and sure like oh i guess it could be hair too so like a pompadour yeah and then like oh man i could have anime hair like that oh, that'll be super saiyan hair because like that's the most anime hair ever yeah and then uh i kind of want to have an anime duck so senpai duck with, like yeah. a giant head and he's like winking because that's what anime characters like to do yep it's true <laughs> oh senpai duck senpai duck is so good and then a hamburger, because I like hamburgers, and I just thought that would be a weird thing to have on your head. It's and so like, good. I like how when you have the shoes, it makes you look like a mascot. Yeah, it does. It's so good. <laughs> and then it all came from that, where it was just like, if I thought of something random and weird that I thought would work as a hat, I'd try it out. And then if it was good, be like, yeah, that's perfect. How hard would it be to add hats like from this point on in patches? Uh, super easy. Like, uh, when I have a hat idea, I usually can draw it in, like, half an hour or less. So, like, I mean, like, when you mentioned the donut one, I'm already thinking of <laughs> trying to draw it, because I yes. like it a lot. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's very likely, like, that more hats will come. Uh, I have a, a tool, actually, that's, like, super top secret not release tool, which, uh, like you can put a PNG into it and it builds an encrypted hat file. Oh man. And oh, man. if that file's next to your game, then that hat shows up in game and you can play with it online and people will see it. Wow. Okay. That's pretty um great. I wanna release that someday, but uh I'm I'm gonna be careful about when I release it just because I want the hats to still feel special. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. What's your favorite hat? Uh I think Either Burger or Swack. Swack is usually what I play as. Okay. Uh, he's he's actually uh, he's a character named Guac from Burrito Galaxy. 
Okay. Which is uh, a mm-hmm. game that like some devs I really like are working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just did a version of him. I was like, I like this game. Can I like put Guac in my game? And they're like, Yes, yes, you can. That was kind so of I, my next question. Is like, have you thought about doing some cross promotional sort of things, like other, like how in Super Meat Boy you have different indie developer friends and stuff, characters that you can play as and. That sort of thing. Have you ever considered doing that with have other you, games? Have you ever um, thought about putting John Wick into your game? <laughs> don't start with me. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um, I am against the idea. I think of having like actual people's heads in for the most part. I've got one guy's actual head in, and I figured it made sense because I wanted to have one weird random actual head. Okay. Uh, and that's Joey. And he's he's a guy who drew a hat, and uh, I was like, he, he I, like he asked if he could make some hats. And I was like, yeah, totally. And he drew that one, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll put it in for you. Okay. And uh, but other than that, like, because like if I was gonna do independent developers or something like that, they'd probably be more realistic, like some streamer heads that I had done, where it tries to sort of like look properly like the other person without like a pixel art style per se. Uh, like, it would still be pixel art, but it would be more realistic. And uh, I just, uh, I, I think it's, like, weird to be able to play as uh, as a person in the game who sure. isn't yourself. <laughs> sure. Because, like, uh, I made a bunch of streamer hats for streamers uh, that Adult Swim had lined up. And uh, they were saying, like, oh, maybe we could do a pack where, like, people can have the streamer hats, right? And I was against that because I thought that would be kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of like what speedrunners did. And, like, it kind of works in that game because, whatever, like, all their characters are full-bodied, like, people anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I see what you're getting at. It would be kind of a little weird. What about something like Super Meat Boy or Isaac from Binding of Isaac or, like, the Spelunky dude or something, though? Yeah, like, that's that's way more what I'd be into is, yeah. like, sort of, uh, like, well, I've already got, like, swack, obviously, um... The the way I wanted to do it, right, is, like, any reference, for the most part, is, like, the... Oh, well, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, so I got Brick, too. Uh, yeah. Brick you get from, like, Fire and Lasers. He's from Star Mazer, uh, because, like, I'm really good friends with the Star Mazer devs, and we were hanging out, and I sort of, like... He he brought up the idea of like putting brick in, and it was something I was gonna ask him because it's like I really like brick. Brick's awesome. I think he'd make a good hat because he he would have like the shit eating grin when he's done, and he smokes. And it's, these are all things that that I need in a hat. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> shit eating grin is the most important thing ever. Smoking's pretty good too, but well, kids don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> don't smoke, just quack. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is it's a bit weird because he's got a cigarette and like I want the game to be kid friendly. So mm-hmm. that's like the most adult thing in the game. I mean, I guess there's guns everywhere, but <laughs> guns and murder. Does that kid mean friendly. does that mean your game is banned in places like China or what? It, what was where's those places again that like they're not allowed to show smoking Blizzard specifically with Tychus? Because like it would Australia? Was it Australia? I don't think it's Australia. It was in I think it's I think it's China. Like, China sure. or Korea or something. Yeah. yeah, that could potentially be the yeah. case. I might have to remove the cigarette. Oh man, don't remove the cigarette. Cigarettes are part of the character. No. I'll put it as only in only in China. <laughs> yeah. Be region specific. 
that yeah exactly i'm i know i've been stepping over you a lot hank i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> what no i wasn't saying anything at the bat moment <laughs> god damn it <laughs> oh, geez. i was looking up the tychus thing I didn't remember no, like, before, when we were chatting about hats and stuff, I know, like, you were starting to say something, and as I do, I, just... I bullied you out of it, so go ahead. Oh, I was... I yeah, I was go ahead, Hank. The... <laughs> I just want to say, I really like the frog hat and the dinosaur hat, those derpy expressions <laughs> on their faces. Yeah. The uh, derp that's... is really good. The frog hat annoys me when I lose to it, because just looking at the eyes, it's just like, how could I lose to that? <laughs> it's all cockeyed. Yep. The dino is totally original hat. Uh, the frog hat is actually um, a reference to Amazing Frog. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, from Ouya, because I'm friends with the devs for that, too. Um, and pretty much how it works is it's like, I won't force in a cross-promotion. Like, if so, if somebody made a game that I really like, and they're excited as about having a hat in the game as I am, and I think it would work, Sure. that's pretty much how it comes up because like every hat that i put in for cross promotion i really like and like i use often like none of them are sort of hats that are just there and like yeah this is here because you know somebody said that i should do it right so like no kane and lynch hats basically yeah like if they came up to me and said we want to put kane lynch hat in your game i'd be like i have never and don't intend to play kane and lynch so like why would i do that (laughs) What about boob hat? A boob? Just <laughs> a single boob. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you could have two that like jiggle when you quack or something. <laughs> this doesn't like, sound very kid friendly. This is the boob physics hat. There's already cigarettes the in this game, man. Let's see how far down we go. <laughs> yeah, that's like I, somebody said I should put in a gore mode too, and like. I think I'll never have those two for the same reasons. Yeah. It's just like sort of... It's like Hot Coffee in GTA where it's there so it is the game, even if it's hidden. Sure, yeah. I mean, as soon as you put a pair of boobs in there, no other hat matters. Yeah. Right? It's, so. just, it's a spoil. Like, why, why, would, why do I even have all these other hats if you can play with boobs on your head? Yeah, exactly. I want boobs on my head all the time, especially when I'm a duck. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Yeah, being being a duck with boobs on my head is like just just the the, the pinnacle of uh, of dreamland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Johnny X Thur, I'm sorry. Oh, hey, Johnny X Thur. He's really Johnny. good at duck game. Yeah, I bet he is. Like, he was saying how he has a championship belt, and he has that picture of him holding it that says Duck Game on it. I'm just like, okay, like, yes, you can be <laughs> part of the tournament when we set this up, but I kind of don't want you because you're just going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, though. Like, me and him have played some pretty good rounds. I can beat him. Okay. As long yeah, as he's, he's, as good, long as he's but... mortal, he can join. <laughs> So I think he's mortal. And, like, he was saying, like, potentially even, uh, like, getting that belt sent out to whoever wins, which I think is kind of cool. That is cool. You really don't have to do that, but, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's like, cool if he idea. wanted to do that, that's that's pretty rad. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I would fight so hard to get that belt. Honestly, I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> that belt is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, He was talking about the Ouya, though, like, t- support for the Ouya and when that's going to happen more or if that's going to keep happening. Yeah. 
That's been tough because, uh, like, so many things have changed with the game. Uh, and I'm still doing, like, post-release support, so I haven't had any time. Uh, the Ouya version is definitely going to get updated at some point. Like, that's something I want to do. Um, whether or not it'll have online is up in the air just because the online is super, like, expensive computer-wise. Yeah. Uh, and the game, like, I spent weeks optimizing it for Ouya to get it running at the frame rate it was at. Mm-hmm. So with the mm-hmm. online added on top of that, it might be an issue. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, like the I want to bring the modding support into it. I want to bring the uh, the new changes and updates to like all the features and level editor and the new levels and weapons. Uh, everything except for online is probably going to happen for sure. Okay. Uh, online is the only only I have to try it before I know. Uh, yeah, I mean. Let's be real here for a second, though. With the Ouya, online is kind of your least priority because you bought the Ouya to have fun with your friends, right? Yeah. Like, so as long as all of that stuff is supported that you're adding to the other stuff, online can be, I think, an afterthought for a system that was built predicated on you will play with three other friends at any given time, basically. Oh yeah, I would say that like for Ouya, the the situation's opposite of PC, where most people are going to be playing with people, not online. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like if it doesn't if it doesn't work out, it's not so critical. But if it does, you know, nice bonus. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, I don't think that Ouya did well enough to really maybe consider putting as much effort into an online thing because the user base is just so much less. Oh yeah, there's definitely like uh, like I don't think there's any payoff to updating the Ouya version other than the fans will be happy, right? Like sure. they, mm-hmm. there's lots of people who still play the game on Ouya really, sure. uh, really religiously, right? And like are super super vocal fans who are super good people. And honestly, again, like going back to uh, the people at the company, like Bob, like that is my 100% my main influence for dealing with Ouya stuff at all is because they're amazing people and sure i love what they're trying to do right sure yeah no absolutely it's just one of those things though that like if the demand isn't so great for a thing am i really going to spend another like four to six months working on that thing yeah that's just it is it's if it's going to be months of my time to get it working online on Ouya, it's like i mean i could i could really spend that time making an Ouya game and getting more people happy with a new game versus getting online into duck games so yeah for sure and then i have a new game right like that's a way better choice of time all right so hear me out i have a few more ideas for you you're just like oh shit okay Okay. i'm a notepad (laughs) okay so mobile games are the new hotness uh-oh. A port of Duck Game to mobile where only one person has to buy it for maybe 10 to $20 or whatever you want to sell it for on the App Store, and then people locally can connect to their game and play. Same with the 3DS. Wait, so you mean like you use it as a controller and a screen kind of thing? Yeah, basically. It's interesting. I, I know, I think Bomb Squad on the Ouya had something like that where... Uh... Where you could actually connect Android phones to it and use them as controllers. I guess this would be like uh, this would potentially open it up to more than more than four players in the same room. Yeah, 
that kind of brings me to the other thing I was wondering about. Have you ever considered, like, with the online support, doing more than four players? Or is it kind of, like, the online, as I opened up this whole thing with saying, <laughs> uh-huh. is really smooth, works really nice. Yeah. Like, would you ever consider doing more than four players? Or would that kind of just throw a wrench into stuff that doesn't need to be fixed? Um, I do definitely get a lot of uh, benefit out of only having to synchronize four players. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I can be, like, like I had to get a lot of stuff done quick. I could be a little bit more sloppy with which data I was sending over the internet this way. Like, it's still pretty optimized, but um, I don't know if it's, like, 16-player optimized. It might be 8-player optimized. Hmm. Okay. Um, And... Honestly, if it is like uh, the system, you could put eight. You could I could bring it up to eight players with a couple days of work. The big thing is that, uh, well, first of all, the character select screen needs to change because it only has room for four players. So sure, like it needs to be redesigned mm-hmm. to be four on the top and four on the bottom or something to support eight. Sure. Uh, and then the levels. Uh, I don't think most of them are suited for eight players, so I'd have to do a series of larger or like more complex levels. Sure. Yeah. Like Smash Brothers does. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd have this weird sort of like that that separation where you've got levels that only come up in four player and levels that only come up in eight player, and um, maybe not as many good levels in eight player, so. It's, sure. it's 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 like it's the biggest thing is it's gonna definitely gonna be some work, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have considered it, and I think it could be pretty great. Uh, like I'm really curious what the experience would be playing with that many people. Yeah, probably nuts. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't live very long. I, I want to further clarify because I think maybe the wrong idea was given with like the mobile thing. Um, I meant specifically like. Uh, let's just say 3DS because it's easier to just think about playing a game like this on a thing with a screen and an actual controller pad and stuff. That's exactly the reason why whenever like whenever I think of putting the game onto something that does not have a controller, it's like just not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um what I was basically getting at is when you go to something like say PAX or whatever, there's a whole area dedicated to people just doing like a local play area on their 3ds or whatever like sitting in some beanbag chairs and playing with whoever wants to sit down for a bit and play games with random people yeah is is that something you would be able to like potentially see yourself trying to do or wanting to do where you could do like a local wireless play between devices i would love doing that yeah i think that'd be sweet (laughs) that'd be great yeah it would be 3ds and uh and vita definitely like I want to get it on them. Uh, I think the game would support it really well. The only worry is I'm going to be porting the game by converting it to Unity. Okay. And Unity, <sighs> I don't think... At least, it doesn't build to old 3DS, I don't think. it'll. I think it only builds to new 3DS, and that's like brand new functionality or something. Sure, yeah. So, like, whether or not I can put it on 3DS will be dependent on whether or not Unity's going to support it. Sure. I, yeah, I see what you mean. Well, I mean, well, Binding of Isaac know. Rebirth is coming yeah. in a new 3DS, so... That that was what I was going to say. That's, oh. that's the only game I've heard that's of that so, is yeah. coming to 3DS that's only going to work on the new one. But Yeah, and that might be due to just the way they coded it. Yeah, really. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tenmar says, one last question for me. What would you say is one big thing you learned from the release or development of Duck Game? Uh, one big thing. Ooh. Maybe we'll end on this, too. <laughs> That's a good okay. place to end. Um, I think the big thing that I've learned is that I don't like doing indie development to make money. I like Dude, it. Yeah. I like it because it's like I spent the last two years working on my game and it's been hard and it's been great too, right? Like you, you spend all this time pouring your soul into something and getting it done and you get to play it with people and like at the end of the day, I would say the most important thing is that you like what you're making and that you stop making it if you don't. Sure. Like yeah. well, to a to a to a degree, right? Like if you completely hate something, like never make never make something because you think it's going to be marketable. Um, I don't think independent development works for a lot of people that way. Like I think the majority of people who do stuff like this, they 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 look and they like the majority of people being like mobile developers and things, right? Who look at things and say, "This is what's popular. We need to make our version of that." Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, look, I'm an independent developer. I made this this version of this thing, but it's not selling. Like, indies definitely don't make any money. But it's like, well, yeah, they don't. But, you know, if you pay attention, any of the indies that do make money are really into it. They're super into it. Yeah, they like, they don't sleep into it because they <laughs> just want to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I was at that point, And I would say at the end of the day, like, it's worth it because you know you you make something and i don't know what else to do other than to make something yeah for sure (laughs) all right cool that's a good place to end right there uh thank you so much for joining us i mean it's been a pleasure playing your game it's been even more of a pleasure getting to know you as a person and um if people wanted to reach you in any way to talk about your game or just ask you questions or shoot the shit how could they do so um, probably the best way would be to email me at superjobob uh, at hotmail.com or add me on Twitter as at superjobob. And usually I'll respond to stuff like that unless I am uh, super distracted. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's been super awesome being here. This is really fun. Yeah, this was great. Uh, thanks yeah, for that's... joining us. And not you, Hank. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, I enjoyed your presence, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we all love you, Hank. God right. damn it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. See ya.